I repeat all the real niggas worldwide. Talk to me. Salute. Yo. Real shit. Huh. I ride for my niggas, dog. I ride for my niggas. I slide for my niggas, dog. This nigga French Montana out here wildin'. Hey, bro, don't, don't talk over a raw song. You said what? I said don't be interrupting a raw song talking about French Montana. Damn, I'm sorry. Just joking. That was, that was aggressive. I'm sorry. Oh, man, I ain't been to the gym in the morning. Life's so short. Fuck I don't want to go to court. Fuck Got a budget for the lawyer, though. Fuck I'm on the run for the month. Hey, you told Trey you can post his baby mama on Instagram? And it was a regular junk at that. I feel like somebody know her. Like, she real regular. Oh, she's a normal, everyday. Well, hold on. Let's look at me. Oh, is that a segment? Yeah, let's do it. That just became a topic real quick. All right. Yeah. Put it in the front of the show. And welcome to the Council and Clutch episode number 63. I'm your boy Kyle. Today I'm joined by the doctor, uh, the newly found famous doctor. We'll get to that. <laughs> Nicholas Sapp. What up, though? We got Roy in the building. Y'all keep doing this shit to me, man. Yes, indeed. Ghost is here. Yerp. Thank you. Uh, again, I forget. I'm joking. I'm joking. I was going to make that a running joke, but I got one for you, man. That ain't it, player. That ain't it. Hey, look, man. You ain't got the most common name, man. So we'll figure something out. Miller interview, and I was like, Quentin's here. Nah, we'll figure something out. It's like a church announcement. Quentin's here. Nah, nah. Sound like Teddy Riley. Quentin's here. We can go back to not having something from you next week. Quentin's here. Quit, quit, quit. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's pass around the plate. Quentin's here, you're not gonna be here. Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> shout out and shout out shout out to you. <laughs> oh man. But what was y'all talking about? Y'all was talking about uh Oh Trey. Trey and his so, yeah, he didn't drop he didn't drop the little snippet of, of the baby and, and and the newly not the newly, but the Long anticipated, no pun intended, uh, picture of Le Baby Mama. Everybody been wondering who she was, and I'm not sure how he kept it the lid on it that tight, but it managed to happen. Because they, they got the regular. And she regular. It, exactly. That's what turned out. But come to find out, she just seems like she just a regular John that she might know, work for the government or something, or just like some normal shit. It's crazy. But I applaud that man for that because that was smart. Knock all these old, these famous hoes down left and right, and then go get you a regular chick, and his life probably be fine. <laughs> this nigga mm. said, "Knock all these famous hoes down left and right." Yeah, not saying, not not is that, yeah, is that not what happened? happened? <laughs> is that not what happened? This is true. I, I don't know that man life, man. man we know, we know what so, he do. He's Mister Still Your Girl for a reason. Hey, that's crazy. Hey, that Kyle knew about this the whole time and they tell nobody. That's man, also chill. very true. But we we it ain't no need to get into that, Roy. Don't. But no, let's right, let's right, think right. about the let's think about the psychology of that regular girl though. Do you think she's gonna be insecure or she's straight? Uh, because she's, she's straight. We out here knocking all these hoes now. 
She, oh, that she bag was, secure. She straight. Yeah, bag bag is secure, and she knew who he was from Jump Street. So it ain't like she went into it just like, oh, this is a random guy named Jermaine. She knew who he was. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 yeah, she should be alright. Long as he ain't like wild and like in like in public. I don't even, are they together? Do we? Do, don't nobody know that. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. for eighteen years they will be. Yeah, true. That, true that. <laughs> for a minimum of eighteen years. But yeah, nevertheless. Happy for the dog, you know. He, he uh, took the comments off. I wanted to read the comments, but he blocked the comments on that post. I was a little upset. Niggas ain't comments, got time for the shit, them, bro. Niggas them, comments was, them comments was going to be lit. Oh, that was A1 a- content in them comments. Yeah. I'm going to go to Twitter later because I know it's popping up there. <laughs> but, I had to get off Twitter. Somebody somebody be always all up in my business on Twitter. I mean, stop liking it. No, my... And moving on. Did somebody in here though? I mean, I'm just be like, you know what I see. That's all. I mean, you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Nigga's trying to save. Nigga's trying to save people. And nigga's trying to be saved. He don't don't need no saving. Everybody know what he's doing. Speaking of of saving, shout out to the most famous person I know. (laughs) The Honorable Nicholas. Doctor Residential. Uh, Mr. NBC News himself. Y'all peeped the picture in the office, though, from the people interview? Ooh, 2,000 likes, 400 new followers. Hey, chill, NBC, he got got 5,000 likes on NBC News. Hey, all I'm saying is, that nigga sat was all over my story. I was like, yo. Hey, man. I got to holler at Sap, though. First off, I was just as surprised as everybody else. On it for real. <laughs> like, what was your, what was your first thought when you saw it? On some, like, I can't even remember who was the first person, but it was, I think my lab mates was like, oh, Nick, you famous. I was like, huh? And I look at it, I was like, NBC. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I was, and I had to look and see if they used my name. I was like, they didn't, because I'm the generic. Uh, black yeah. PhD black scientist. Yeah, that's, that's what they, they needed. A, they was like, "Hey, y'all got a picture of any black scientists?" Like, yeah, let's. I don't care what he's really doing, but let's yeah, I thought about the whole time. He back there, he back there, study, uh, looking up cures for AIDS and shit. And whoa, they threw him in. Whoa, the, whoa, 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 whoa! You can't release that information. Man, he already. Yeah, man, that's top secret. It's top I, secret, bro. No, for real, top secret. I can neither confirm nor deny. All right, so we good. Until I get that text, like, "Hey, uh, six minutes, can you uh, edit that?" <laughs> and we got, we got beef. With, I got beef with Sap though. I got real smoke. He oh, knew he good. was about to be famous, so he came on the show to create a platform. Bro, oh, he, he knew. He knew. That's crazy. Hey man, I was just trying to, you know, amplify what we already had going. I was trying to bring all that NBC love to the council. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I had to go ahead and start tweeting a little bit more, responding to shit, mm-hmm. you know, post some mm-hmm. IG pics. I was like, all right, got to get this, kind of get this, uh, ride this wave, little, man. Little pub, little pub. Hey, be, be careful. Be be careful popping out on social media, brother. Ooh, hey, hey, DMs might hey, get a little be careful. Crazy. Just be careful. Ask Calvin about the DMs. Woo. I don't know. Might be a little moist. Ah, tough. <laughs> a little drip. Tough. A little towelette. I don't know what's talking about. But no, yeah, man, that was dope. Uh, that, that was, was dope, man. Oh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say that was pretty dope. Even though, you know, the, the article is kind of um 
suspect with the th- stuff they claiming in there. You know, all love to to Meharry. Good luck with uh, the people who say they doing that work. But uh, you know, uh, you know, it's a uh, it, it's it was it was cool. It was cool. It, it ain't in my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we get where you're going with it. We get where you're so, going. So he can't say it, but we can. Y'all ain't about to do none of that shit y'all said in that article. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, but but speaking of, the, of that, because I don't know if y'all paid attention, but uh, there's a lot of Meharry, like physicians, who are pretty much on the front line, like three I can name, and like definitely one of them I know personally uh, is out here like seeing these patients and they on the news and stuff like that, giving interviews. And one of them, dude in Miami, he uh, he from Philly. He actually, Dr. Henderson, Armand Henderson or something like that. He got arrested or he he got detained by the police in front oh, of his house. That was, that was him? Yeah. Had all yeah, yeah. He was a Meharry grad. Uh-huh. Oh, that's crazy. That's yeah. So, that. you know, I felt like Meharry just was like, yo, we see our people out here. We got to, we got to make a splash. So, you know, shout out to him, Harry Marketing. Hopefully, uh, this bumps the applications and donations going to the school. Thanks. That's what I was gonna ask you to, uh, if you could touch on a little bit, because I know a lot of people aren't probably familiar with Harry. Oh yeah, no doubt. So you know, I'm an HBCU guy uh, through and through. My mom's went to Howard. Uh, I grew up on uh, more or less Hampton University campus, Norfolk State you know, just for different events and end up going to Norfolk State for undergrad. And um, Meharry is one of two, uh, I guess technically three, but we'll, we'll just, yeah, Meharry is one of three historically black uh, colleges and universities that actually is a medical school. And um, so it's in, in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, the other two are Morehouse and Atlanta, Morehouse uh, Medical College and uh, Howard University. They have a medical school as well. But Meharry, I think it was the second uh, HBCU that was uh, actually a medical college. So, yeah, for the longest time and probably still today, they're like the highest producer every year of like uh, black physicians, dentists and PhDs. You know, you could fudge the PhD number a little bit, but definitely for the doctors and the dentists, they're like the number one producer of, you know, us going out here and being doctors. So, you know, shout out to Meharry. You know, if you're looking for kind of a, a, a another black Mecca outside of, uh, I don't know what the next tier down uh, from Mecca is. Uh, <laughs> you know, that Howard got the got the got the plug on, got the hole. But you know, if you want to just see a, a bunch of black people, you know, who are smart, intelligent, uh, beautiful, you know, funny, real regular, and you know, extraordinary all at the same time, you know, go to. Well, oh, that's just black people in general. You know what I'm saying. I'm sorry. You know, if you if you came up with HBCU around black people, that's just normal. But if you gotta just kind of see that like in mass, like go go to Meharry just at lunch hour, you'll see people from you know it's just it's just beautiful band. Uh, going to Meharry is one of the uh, best decisions in my life, and uh, yeah, man, shout out Meharry. Word, word, word. Go to www.meharry. <laughs> that's what it sounds like for real. Look, nah, I wanted that club. I wanted that plug in there though, man, because I feel it's, it's important to for a schools like Meharry to to have some type of exposure, uh, particularly when it comes to us, because a lot of kids don't understand that those type of opportunities are out there, and schools like Meharry are out there that are doing amazing things outside of entertainment and other topics uh, or fields that we're most popularly dominating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just interesting, like uh, going to a place like Meharry, uh, 
now most of my friends, like the people who are close outside of like people I grew up with, like y'all and, you know, people at Norfolk State, like all my other friends are literally doctors, dentists, other scientists, you know what I'm saying? You know, so it's it's just kind of dope when I'm like, yeah, I know, like, I can reach a cardiologist for you. <laughs> just let me scroll through my phone, you know. Hey, plug them, bro. Yeah, seriously. You are now that friend for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when niggas need something, hey, call Sap. See, uh, see if one of his people <laughs> Hey Sap, uh, I'm gonna send you this text in the visible ink real quick. Can you uh, do you know anybody that can help me with this? <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, real, real, real stuff though, bro. Proud of you, man. That's like you doing. That's that's big stuff what you're doing out there. That's we don't got a lot of that around here per se. So definitely proud of you on that, bro. Much respect, man. You know, I never forget the seven five. You know, the PD where it all started. Facts. Facts. Yeah, man, you, you're not like, uh, you know, n- normally out of here, it's going to be athleticism or music that gets you to, you know, the bread and get you out of here. Sat the whole doctor out here with the money, you know, he and I are scheming. Thanks. But, uh, speaking of, speaking of, uh, oh, I dropped it now. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of yeah, scheme. The pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, uh, we had a, a interesting weekend that just passed. Schemes galore. Well, they are schemes, but some may say they're not. Yeah, the, the the reemergence of the the loom scheme or blessing loom or uh, Illuminati the triangle thing or <laughs> what is whatever this money with make, friends? Yeah, whatever you whatever you may call it. It uh randomly popped up. I think maybe what's today Tuesday. So probably like. Maybe like Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday last week, it started to show up and then went crazy over the weekend and and somehow fizzled out Monday when the bank when the banks opened back up. But um, yeah, it's wild. It's uh, it's nothing new. It's been around for for a while. I got a little article here. It was saying um, an old scheme that has uh, frequently surfaced over the past uh, few years has ran its ugly head once again to try and part you from your monies. Uh, so essentially, it's a little colorful. Uh, I don't know how many sides that shit got. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight sides. Yeah, because it's eight things. So yeah, it's you can turn into a three D pyramid. Yeah, essentially, we can call it a pyramid <laughs> because that's what essentially it is in my mind. So basically, that <laughs> shape, you uh, somebody makes it, you throw yourself in the middle, and then you got four people around you, and then four people around that circle, and then eight. So basically, the eight people on the outer ring. Uh, put a hundred dollars in, and a hundred dollars goes to the person in the middle. And then, if I'm not mistaken, once they get their money, the thing gets cut in half for some weird something. And then the eight people on the outside moves in. I guess I don't know. It's it's crazy. It was going wild. It's I don't know. It's it's fraud. Y'all, y'all come join my team, man. We moving right now. Sure. <laughs> Literally, what what they were doing, uh, some individuals was literally the definition of a pyramid scheme. So the definition of a pyramid scheme is a form of investment illegal in the United States and elsewhere, in which each paying participant recruits two further participants, which returns being given to early participants using money contributed by later ones. So basically, I start something, I get all y'all involved. And then it just goes from there. Everybody's trying to get more and more people involved. 
you pull somebody in and they pull somebody in trying to get the money, but the people, person that benefits normally is the person who starts the little circle thing. So essentially, you could start one, get your money, and then don't even worry about the, that group of people no more, and then start another one, get another eight, and just keep on doing that and kind of make your make your money that way. But niggas, niggas, so, bro, that sounds confusing man. as hell, man. I can't even it, lie. It's a, it was, was a lot going on. It was a lot going hey. on. Go ahead, Roberts. I was about to say, like Sap was saying, it's confusing, and this is coming from a doctor. <laughs> so, <laughs> all I saw was, yeah, all you gotta do is recruit more people, and then you can slide down to the next thing. It's not that hard. I'm like, all right. So niggas instantly became experts in 12 hours. Can I explain it to y'all? And make it simple. It Go really ahead, ain't that complicated though. So, all right, you set a price point. Say it's eight spots in the circle, right? And you charge everybody a hundred dollars. You put the person in the middle, whoever started the board that y'all see, right? They charge everybody a hundred dollars to get a spot on their board. When they get eight hundred, they get out. Whoever the first person was to pay them, they move to the middle. But every time from the, after you the only when you start the board, you got one person in the middle. Every time after, you gotta fill the outer circle with another eight people. So once you pay, you don't pay no more, but you got to keep filling the outside circle with eight people to pay whoever's in the middle. And that's where the the, the fraud iffy side the comes in. Because it's, it's not... It's going to stop at some point. Yeah, it, it's gonna you're going to run out of people at some point. And it, it got to the point where I was seeing like people posting, talking about scared money don't make money and all you got to do... <laughs> what we think about the same person, man? Uh, I don't know. NSU? Oh. I everybody yeah, I've seen a couple of them, so I don't know. Oh, because he was he was in on Wake Up Now too, and I'm like, ah, this is your thing. Uh, no, nah, I, I don't know who you talk about off the top of my head. We can talk. We talk about that at a, at a, at a, at a But it was it was like you said. You at some point you run out of people, so you trying to make this money and don't nobody want to rock with it. Then you start getting upset because you can't get you can't get your money. And Let me scam point, you. Yeah, it got to the point where basically. <laughs> I was hearing people coming out of their mouth saying, yeah, this is an easy... Like, they were literally scamming on purpose because it was so easy to do. Oh, we think about the same person? Uh, yeah. But I've seen... I saw, <laughs> I saw two other people two other people talking about. One, one we all know because it was a conversation we had, and the other two were just random people that I know. But yeah. it breaks down that it's so simple. Like I said, you could just... You start one, you make your money, and then not... You start another one, but you don't put rent. You don't get. You don't actually get eight people. You just get probably like. You just write maybe like six or seven names down, random names, and then you can get maybe like one or two actual people. And you're getting free money, basically, what it boils down to. You might not get eight hundred, but you might get two hundred dollars, which hey, is man. just randomly. So you can literally just. Keep, just keep starting it, and you don't got to actually get eight people. You could just throw fake names in there because some of the people, some of the time, you looking at these the jumps on IG, and you was like, "Who the fuck? That ain't nobody for real." This is like random names, nicknames, just, just some crazy stuff. But but if, I if feel like have, when I'm looking at it, I see like the same it. name, like like going around the circle. So was that people like just joking on it or something? I don't know, bro. Yeah, yeah you talking about like, you, Yeah. One of jail, 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 jail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen uh, that one. Yeah. Scammer, scammer, scammer. Yeah. Or dummy, 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 dummy. Scammer in the middle. Yeah. Overall, yeah, this but, is illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. But being that the government has more important things to worry about, uh, yeah. But over, I mean, it's 
it's literally the definition of a pyramid scheme. Like, but like what almost, got me is, almost verbatim. Yeah, what got me is when niggas is um, trying to use definitions of actual, like, not schemes, but actual uh, oh, yeah, the, the chef, guess, processes. Uh, I think it's like, it's an African junk that uh, we was talking about like maybe two, two years ago. I, I don't remember the name of it, but niggas was like, nah, see the Jamaicans do this all the time. And I wanted to like comment, but no, they're doing something completely different where everybody puts in money weekly and then it just goes to one person every week. Y'all niggas are literally saying, hey, everybody give me your money and I'm going to bail out real quick. It's kind Two of the same things. concept, but they're the, the, scheme, the pyramid scheme is adding people. Yeah, it's a difference when it's like your people. Right. A pool like, of people and then you're like, just yeah, cashing like, out of you. Like if all of us just kept doing that constantly, we wouldn't be trying to back out and we know each other. So it's a difference than me doing it with a bunch of randoms that at some point could just peel out and get out of there and I'm stuck and I lost my $100 compared to you doing it with like your family or your friends or whatnot like that. But the That's, people that, that got in on like Wednesday or Thursday before the weekend, they probably made oh, a shit ton of money. Hey, oh yeah, I, hey. I didn't see. I, I didn't see some folk that that was uh, posting. They, I mean, it might have been fake, but real, I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> they was they was in it on out the gate, and I'm talking about a couple thousand dollars. Earth, nah, that's what that's what blew me. That's how you tell you could tell a lot of the people that were playing the game were that smart because. I mean, Wavy TV 10 had a whole segment on the Loom Pyramid Scheme and this entire situation going on in Hampton Roads. Mm-hmm. I was I was speaking it on the thread. I'm not going to name the person whose thread it was on Facebook, but I was speaking on their thread, and someone was, of course, trying to promote promote their Loom still. So I posted the article, you know, try to throw a bone to somebody. Don't even know this chick. And it's like, you know... Here, this is out here. You might want to protect yourself. Be smart. And I'm like, most of the people that were uh, really in the game making money, they know that this is going on as far as it being exposed. They've cashed out, locked all of their previous posts of posting the their cash app uh, name or, like you said, people posting their bank statements showing that they have X amount of dollars in their account, and they've exited the game. Can you believe this chick not only posted her loom after this, but also still posted her cash app? So it's like, okay, so let's just incriminate ourselves even more. Like she was like, anyway, y'all, so, uh, so y'all know what I mean. The craziest part about all this is, as we were saying, this started like last week, Wednesday, Thursday. Today is now Tuesday. Yesterday was Monday, obviously. And I think I might have saw maybe one or two posts about it yesterday. So it's like, how do you start something on Wednesday that's making you so much money? And Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so five days later, it's over. You're done. Like, like you don't want to do it no more. Like, if this was like a, 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 a solid way to make money, you would constantly be doing it. Constantly. But everybody know when you start doing something that's already shady and you're making a little money and you get out, it's... it's it's like like the drug game, but you making a whole lot less money. You get in, and see, get that's why I, I was trying to explain it to somebody, and that's that's what was screwing the whole thing up. And to your point, why it ended, that I think that me personally, I think it was two major reasons why it ended so fast. One, it wasn't providing any value, right? So even when you're talking about multi level multi level marketing schemes like. Uh, some of the forex schemes that are out there, or um, 
even even schemes that aren't even necessarily schemes, but like I said, it's multi-level marketing like Avon and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You you're still providing value because you're providing Probably products good. that people can actually yeah. uh, get value off of. That, yeah, that shit wasn't providing anything. Yeah, <laughs> you always like you said, all the other things got a got a a product attached to it. So even if you ain't you what you're doing, you still making some money out. You still giving somebody a good compared to I'm gonna just take this money and. Yeah, that, that's essentially how the pyramid schemes that, you know, those meetings I sat in at Norfolk State and sometimes after Norfolk State, <laughs> <laughs> how, how they get away with not being illegal because it's like, yeah, we're going to give you this, I don't know, this knife set <laughs> or what, or you pick what you want to sell and then you sell it yeah. to your family. It's like, oh, shit. This shit hey, chill out, man. Don't come and cut cold like that, man. <laughs> hey, shut up. Shut up. Cut cold. Gave me an interview one hey, summer. Got some, hey, got some Cutco uh, jokes at the house, bro. Hey, y'all, y'all playing. I actually worked at Cutco. Hey, the whole time. That's why I'm <laughs> laughing. How you think I know? Hey, call them, Look, hey, so I, some I, of the best uh, knives and scissors I didn't ever use to cut something. Bro, for real. Look, I was working at Finish Line. I go to Finish Line, work all day, get off. I was doing the summertime, so I go to weights. Go to finish line, and then I walk around the mall trying to sell knives. <laughs> Matter of fact, I remember you telling us about that. And yeah, you know, crazy exactly. buddy, when you called me the other night, it don't pop. They said Roy uh, finish line. I'm like, how did? Never mind. Yeah, I think, <laughs> it, I think it's still stuck in my phone too. It's probably. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but look, then I got yeah. smart. This was my first entrepreneur jump. I convinced the lady at the mall to give me a table by the food court. So I used to sit at the table when I get off work at three o'clock. I sit at the table till nine when the mall closed. Trying to sell Cutco. I mean, yeah, the thing was with Cutco, pay, uh, it was it was actually providing valuable products. It was just the fact that they were highly overpriced, and yeah. I mean, who who really looks at kitchen knives? It's not like you're buying kitchen knives like you're like you would buy on a regular underwear or laundry detergent or something. Like you buy know? a good set one time, you good. Yeah, trust yeah. me, I know. Hey, yeah, it was always like hey, sell it to sell it to your grandma, sell it to your auntie, and that for some, you know, is uncomfortable for real. Yeah. That, hey, that yeah, cuckoo yeah. still that's, it's still being used to to this day. I'm talking that was probably about 15, 15 20 years, about fifteen years ago. Damn, but I mean, it's good that a lot of us had those type of experiences when we were young because it it helps us to dumbass shit when that gets introduced now where we can we can see the forest beyond the trees like oh, hey man, that and it kind of show you like you start thinking back to stuff like sat was saying that was going on maybe in college or before that and you like damn that's what this was no oh, it's yeah. crazy because I, I remember i was really looking for a job one summer this is i think before i started working at uh bush gardens with sp and the and everybody else and uh, it was like, <laughs> I was Googling the Cutco and like, so what do we do? How do we do it? And I couldn't find no actual positive reviews. I was like, man, I can't do this. It's crazy. Hey, man, at least it was good quality uh, stuff. It was kind of overpriced, you know. Yeah. yeah, I'm going off the glass. What if they could sell Cutco virtually? Hey, niggas was trying, bro. 
God, <laughs> y'all niggas was terrible right there. No, nah, that, nah, that, that, nah, that segment was trash. Don't, bridge, don't get it twisted. Yeah, it was trash. Bridge, though. It was, it yeah, was very it is, it is. But you know what's <laughs> tough, Bridget, from going live to going on this virtual NFL draft? All right, there we go. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, what you, you just did off the glass, it was terrible. It was hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey. Let him, let him talk. Let him tell. Let's see if he, let's see if he dropped this uh, topic down right. No, I'm sitting here looking like Teddy Riley right now. Somebody, oh. my connection. Boy, got free hands and everything. Hey, I'm, I'm, my hands on my hips. I'm looking at the studio production. Hey, hold, hold, on. hey Roy, hold on. I'm at, hey, Roy, I'm about to save you real quick. Hold on. Static. <laughs> Hey, keep talking, bro. Keep rocking. It's the show. Six minutes that you pressure on. Get the cabbage back in the back. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, hey, that was funny. Hear me? Shout out to wow. I gotta just throw that in there though. People really was mad about that shit. Don't be happy about that. Them old heads, they was doing the best they could. Yeah. But nah, this uh, y'all seen the jump with the NFL draft? It's supposed to be Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday. Thursday. Tomorrow. tomorrow, yeah. Damn. No, tomorrow. Today, Tuesday. No, nah, today. No, Wednesday. no, no. no. Today Wednesday. Wednesday. Today, Wednesday. Yeah, today, Jeez. Wednesday. Yeah. Damn, today is Wednesday. Yeah, you missed work. Got Bro, me scared. Like I'm sitting there, like, hold on. Was I not I just, supposed to work today? I just know. I, I just know. I've been off for two days. That's all I know. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it. But continue, continue. Virtual oh, so draft. they're supposed to create a virtual draft. Um, I think that's going to be weird just watching it. EA Sports, of course, is going to jump in. But lag. the only it's cool gonna, part when I read it, it's going it's to lag. The server's going to have maintenance. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> the way these Madden leagues been set up, the EA Sports better be on par because uh, they've been maintenance in their site for the last two weeks. You got to pick and choose when you hop on. But the only cool thing I've seen about it, are they going to set it up just like uh, face a franchise in career mode where you'll be introduced just like all the other games that you've ever played football where you get drafted, but they're actually going to donate, um, $2,500 grant towards some of these dudes, high schools. So that's going to be pretty cool. I would have been like, uh, could you, uh, can I pick a different school? <laughs> no, yeah. That, I'm about to say that they took a high school of their choice. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have no issues with them donating to Hampton. Just don't, Push any of that money to the football side. Yeah, give it a track team, please. Yeah, the track, the, the actual school. What you mean? Ain't nobody. Hey, you mu- you muted yourself, Q. Yeah, Q no, I know. I, I, yeah, no, I, it, was, it was intentional. Uh, oh, nigga sneezing. Oh man. Oh, he got the Ronies. We gotta go. We gotta go. He got well, the Ronies. Nah, thank you for joining. Uh, okay. Nah, but uh, yeah, this foot track. You know, all the other sports. I don't have no issues with them. And, and academics and whatnot like that. But, uh, yeah, just don't get none of the football. What? Give it to the JV football team. Yeah, no, yeah, because my brother coach, so then it's kind of like. Yeah, JV football. I, I fought yeah. with Trigg, you know? Yeah, 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 I think JV. Yeah, yeah, all right. This is not varsity. This is not varsity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Varsity, varsity on statute of limitations. They got yeah. enough old money. Yeah, 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 they're good, they're good. But, no, I mean, that's no. that's good. Anytime you donate money back to, back to, especially, like, youth, kids, stuff like that, that's always a positive. It's, it's a good look. The NFL, they, they need And it's a write-off. Yeah, so they, oh, did, they I, did, I, did I say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> but what, what do y'all think about uh, only three of the players actually, uh, or at least reported so far to show up like on live and Tua wasn't one of them? Well, I'm out on Tua anyway, so. Mm. Not the point, Calvin. That's not the point. Yeah, that, 
We know he ain't go to Ohio State. It ain't about that. Hey, you going to You going to be bro? I'm not rooting. For, no, I'm rooting for just Jalen Hurts, and y'all know why. But um, <laughs> would it be because he's colored? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for everybody yes. black. <laughs> I support everybody black. No, you um, Cam Newton black. So don't don't stretch it that far. Cam Newton. No, no. Cam Newton falls under the extra category. I don't like extra. So you don't like extra blacks. Yeah, because no, no, I ain't gonna get too deep. Because right, Dennis, right. Dennis Rodman, Barry Bonds. <laughs> Well, Dennis, yeah, like, yeah, Dennis Rodman was action, like, but he's like, like, I never say that. I'll say, oh. that's on the set. You named him. Oh no, nah, those are just the first that came to mind. Talk about uh, anyway. I understand. I don't see Barry Bond as extra. He 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 was arrogant, but I don't see him as extra. Remember he he wore that uh that dress, that wedding dress. You mean Dennis Rodman? No, no, no. That was hey, that was Rodman, and that was Barry Bonds. Look it up. But, huh? Barry Bonds wore one. Yeah, yeah. Before the steroids. Oh, oh little, little, little Barry, little Barry. Nah, little I don't even think it was Little Barry. He, My issue he was, with Cam was never his off the field antics. It was always you're a quarterback. You touch the ball every time. So when you get a first down, why are you celebrating? If you're a receiver, I get it. You don't get the ball every play. If you're running back, I get it. But as a quarterback, he's, wait to the touchdown. He's a showman. A showman, man. That's all. And what does that got him right now? Uh, MVP. What What is he doing currently? Uh, who, who does he play for currently? That's not the point. He still has a very stellar career. Does he? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're not talking about that. Uh, we're talking about this dress and Barry Bonds. And, uh, but um, no, what I, what I thought was cool was the, the fact that it was going to animate these niggas and put them in the game. But Madden probably still going to be trash next year. Hopefully not because Lamar Jackson's on the cover. And hopefully he don't get hurt. Hopefully. Madden's not going to be trash, but Madden's, Madden's never, actually the best. It's, it's never trash, but it's just like certain little things to get annoying. It's not NCAA, but no, it's yeah, not that's, trash. That's what it boils down to, I think. <laughs> Madden ain't trash. It's just not NCAA. What's yeah, going to be yeah. boost this year, basically? That, that's that's the theme of Madden. What is going to be the boost thing this year? Yeah, I don't know. The X Factors then got kind of realistic now, though. Yeah, they've been... Minus, the first minus game. Oh, nah. From what I've been seeing, they've been, they've been trying to like Fix and tune, tune all of them. After like this, I think the the spin move. I forgot what the spin move. The spin was cycle was ignorant. That that, oh and the, that and the stiff arm were like crazy at one point. And the and the DN with the pass rush get off. Oh yeah, boy, you play play Denver. Von Miller's getting around the corner every time. Or, or Khalil Mack. Oh my gosh, yeah. they put him in that three four and have him standing up on that edge. Just, just run the ball left <laughs> <laughs> away from every time. Yeah. But no, it, they. I mean, like I said, they. It's the game's been the game's constantly getting better. They add a little stuff. They could do a lot more, but they don't. But it's getting better. But Madden is, is going to always be compared to NCAA. Even what sixteen? It's not sixteen, but six years later, that NCAA has come out uh, the last version. Everything is still comparing Madden to NCAA, which is why a lot of people don't rock with Madden to to this day, uh, basically. But I mean, it's, it's a solid game. I like it. It's ECAA just, is that is that ex that never did your own. You still love her. It's that. <laughs> it's, it's the it's the pinnacle of of uh, virtual football. Yep. Basically, but you know, it's a uh, it's solid. It's solid. But uh, as we were talking about earlier, Cam. I mean, Cal. 
Cam Newton. That was actually an accident. That was literally. And they got the same. They got the same fro too. (laughs) (laughs) uh, All right. So, no mind. All right. Anyway, um, (laughs) Cam Newton. Yeah, he was in the news. Uh, So was um, Linda Fournette. Uh, I find this kind of ironic. A couple weeks ago, this nigga was streaming. And nigga was like, man, I'm the Tim Duncan of this team, man. I ain't going nowhere. Maybe about a week and a half later, he talking about, yeah, hey, Cam, come to the Jags. Two days after that, he's out here on the trade market. So, y'all think it was a coincidence that him pretty much asking Cam to come to the uh, Jags or trying to pull any sort of managerial moves, uh, you think that's the reason why he's out on the market? Because it was it came out of nowhere. Uh, like Randy Orton, some may say. Yeah. But no, I don't think it was. It, it wasn't no out of the nowhere. They told him at the, like last season that he might not play no more. He's always hurt. He's injury prone. And he don't. He don't fit with Tom Coughlin either. What was that? I said he don't really fit. You know that. I don't. Farnett don't. He don't come off to me as the get in line kind of player. So Coughlin and him probably had a little riff going through there too. Even though Coughlin gone, I'm pretty sure that they've heard about you know the disgruntled situation between him and Coughlin and the upper management levels. I can believe it. But he also stayed hurt too. So he was nice in college though. I mean, he got his spurts in the league. Yeah, yeah, two years or was it one and a half good years in college? Because he came out of nowhere. Nah, yeah, like he was a beast. No, but, like, you've nationally seen him. Like, if you didn't watch college football and kept up the stats, like, he just kind of came out of nowhere. Nah, I feel like he was doing that his freshman year, wasn't it? Or his sophomore year. He only played, he only played two years. <coughs> and he sat out one year, right? right? Yeah, he, come yeah, out, yeah, he, he was like that since he since he. Yeah, because he, he, they, was, they was talking about he was ready to go as a freshman. Yeah. Because they was comparing him to Maurice Claret and shit. Yeah. Ooh. Let me let me go pull. Let me ask the intern to put that on the screen real quick. The intern already working. The big screen. Intern is already working. Yeah, yeah. He his his freshman year he had eighteen uh one hundred eighty seven attempts for a thousand thirty four yards, ten touchdowns as a freshman. His sophomore year he had three hundred attempts, nineteen hundred yards, and twenty two touchdowns. And then his junior year, where he only played seven games, he had eight hundred forty three yards and eight touchdowns. And I don't yeah, think. He, I, Heard about him until like maybe late in the sophomore year. Shit, ten thousand as a freshman, you knew about him. Thousand, nah. you just you yeah, chose not to look at him. No, twenty fourteen, because he wasn't the guy. I mean, he a freshman, he shouldn't be the guy. No, 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 I'm talking about he wasn't the guy that no one was talking about nationally. He was not the back that everybody was talking about. Well, you, you had Melvin Gordon, Telvin, uh, Tevin Coleman was at Indiana that year. They was the senior or the upperclassmen. Um, let's see. Ezekiel Elliott came out 2014, so yeah, he had a rough class. That's all it was. Yeah, hey, that's the thing. You don't. His whole career to the league. Yeah, he's a freshman. But you had Melvin Gordon had 2500. Tevin Coleman had 2000. Ezekiel had 18. Donnell Pumphrey, who was solid backup in the league, had 18. Jay Ajayi had 1800. Devin Johnson, I don't think he in the league, but he got 1700. James this Connor had 1700. Freshman year. Freshman year. Yeah, who, was, who came by sophomore year? Because I honestly don't remember them talking about him until like sophomore to, to junior. Sophomore year, he was, was twenty fifteen. 
Uh, intern, hurry up. Intern, <laughs> taking too long. Just threaten their job. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. He was the third in the country in rushing his sophomore year. Derrick Henry had 2,200. Christian McCaffrey had 2,019. Leonard Fournette had 1,953. Yeah, you, so you I didn't heard about him. Because there was on Christian McCaffrey. No, uh, no, nah, nah, you, you just you just won't listen to him because Zeke had 1,800. But you 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 should have heard about him. Mm, I, I really don't remember. I can't go back in time, but I really don't. Yeah, I, 19, I don't 1,900, remember. fam, you got to hear that. I knew he was a beast then. Because that, that was when they were trying to get him to come out the draft. What was LSU record that year then? Oh, that was probably Boo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was more solid when he was there. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, I didn't hear about them until like they started making a little bit of noise. Oh, so you ain't know about Odell? I really didn't. I didn't know about the nigga to the catch. Nobody knew about that. Nobody knew about him to the catch. Hell no. So were you gonna act like it was nine and three? Yeah, they were yeah. nine and three that year. That ain't yeah, bad. That's, that's that's nine and seven in the league. Nine, nine, nine and three in the SEC. They lost yeah. to Bama, Arkansas, and Ole Miss. Exactly. They ain't, he ain't what you you ain't going nowhere with nine and three. In the they SEC. beat Auburn though. Auburn won't good at that point. I think John Franklin the third might have been their quarterback at that point. Hmm? That nigga was put at quarterback at Auburn. I think he did. Did he play quarterback or was it running back? Feel like he, he, played played right? he played receiver, I thought. Yeah, I think he played wide receiver. Yeah. I know he went there originally. You know, I think he split time actually. I take that back. They were split. They did a two quarterback system, and then he fully moved over. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Then he played in the league as a corner. Yeah, this nigga <laughs> was cut play? from the practice squad every week. <laughs> this he literally got cut from like the practice squad like every week and got and got brought back. Did they cut him on Thursday? If he did, he got paid. I don't remember when they cut him, but I know he was he was cut every week, almost or every other week. And then um, the coaches was real high on him, and he went down to uh, Tampa and was on their practice squad. Like he 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 kept a practice squad job, but he ain't never really uh make it to the field because he's a he's a he's, he's a great athlete. And the fact I that thought, they were saying I thought, like, put, uh, I thought I saw him in some Bears games. I'm tripping then. Must have been preseason. Yeah, it was. Because they, they, they was hyping him like, yo, he made the transition from quarterback to corner pretty seamlessly. Like, fundamentals aren't there really, but his speed kind of keeps him up and things like that. Like, keep him with the receivers. You need to work some technique. So, that's why they kept bringing him back. So, they were really high on him, though. Yeah. And Bubba Wallace must have been high when he said what he said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good one. Good <laughs> That was awesome. man. This was such a, a interesting story. You know, what I'm saying one that's you know very familiar, but just you know again and again, you know. So this guy Carl Kyle Larson, you know, hopped in on the group chat, I racing, and just you know let the n word fly. You hear me, nigga? <laughs> Oh, he let it fly. No, no, really you easy. said it. You, you said it way too smooth. His was like, like it didn't even sound right. Like he knew. You hear me, nigga? Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was like what? It didn't even make sense. Uh, but it don't his, say anything else. His friends were his friends were like, "What? Stop playing! What? Chill out, Everybody man!" Everybody can hear you. 
<laughs> Everybody. <laughs> You're on live, bro. <laughs> oh, man. The fact that he said it showed me that that ain't the first time. Because it won't like he... If you saying like when you about to cuss initially, if like for the first time you kind of hesitate, there was no hesitation, there was no no thought like ah maybe I shouldn't. He he let that shit fly like he he might say it twice a week. And in the, the way it sounded, it sounded like he was j- like joking, trying to be sarcastic about it. Like you hear me, nigga? Yeah. But it but, looking like Councilman Tate when they uh when they turned his mic on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit, wow. They he. I'm glad. I'm glad he got. Uh, what, did he get fired? Released? Uh, whatever. It was. Uh, lost sponsorship. Yeah, I'm glad they they need to because he got released off his uh, team. Yeah, oh, they need, team. I mean, when you when you you know what's going on currently in the world, you know how offensive that is. Being and then he like Asian or something. So hold on, and, it ain't as offensive as Karen though. So I mean, we we'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> hey, hey, but we're not going to get into Karen. But uh, but uh. Oh no! Go ahead, Keith. Nah, it's just it's just it's, it's wild that he even thought. But like I said, it's the people he around, the people he associated with. He say it regularly around them, or they all say it because there won't no hesitation in him saying it. But and to put the cherry on top, they sent my man Bubba out here to to say that man he's okay. <laughs> he's had my man Bubba came out here and uh, relayed the message that he's. That he's a sincerely, uh, sincerely apologize, and which you know it's just it's funny just to constantly have you know yeah we got to trot the black guy out here the one black mm-hmm. guy in racing to to apologize for this guy. Bro, his name is Daryl. We don't trust his name. <laughs> he, he look like Russell Wilson. We don't trust you. He's from Alabama, for God's sake. Let me say he would be Russell. <laughs> he I'm like Russell Wilson, man. Russell Wilson, Sierra. I'm looking at a picture of him now. He reminds no, me. No, Sierra got Russell Wilson. Let's get that straight. Let's get that straight. But yeah, Bubba, Bubba's uh, his. He, you, nah, you don't get a he. Don't, you won't come in to save save buddy. It don't work that way. Yeah, I, I can only imagine his boss talking to him like, "Hey, Bubba, we need you to help us out here. You throw us a bone." Agent or Bubba, uh, let, let, let him know it's, it's cool to let fly. Come on. And, am I the know. only one when I hear the word or I hear the name Bubba and Black in the same sentence or atmosphere, I immediately think about uh, Bubba Shrimp. Bubba <laughs> 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 I always say Bubba, Bubba Sparks. I thought you were about to say no clapper report. Man. <laughs> oh, you mean, no, that one, Coach Ham. Clapper report stuck in. Coach Chan was like, "This some cool shit." <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. yeah. You said what? At a track meet in high school, he got. He oh got yeah, hit. yeah. When the coach uh, would be walking around with the mics, he got hit with an open mic. He <laughs> was walking around like, "This some cool shit." <laughs> it just it came across <laughs> the whole PA system. That was funny. <laughs> shit, I feel like I'm in the tunnel. The smoke coming. It's famous hey. week. Hey, Coach Smith about to fuck up the play calling. Oh, hey, no hat. Two fifties, what? Hey, Proflex right sixty five trap. Coach, oh. they stacking the box. Hey, hold, hold, go. Hold, hold and go. No play. Hey, no play afterwards though. Hold and go. Hold and go. 
No go, ain't Coach no go Rick. involved. This whole and, and, and Rags they'll still jump off sides. <laughs> like, we even have, who are you blocking? <laughs> and the, the biggest play I hated was tight end seam and fullback seam. Like, bro, this is not the sixties. Hey, chill. Hey, hey, chill. Uh, that J, yo, freshman year, JV, I scored on Minchfield with that 22 uh, fullback die. Like I mean, uh, 22 like fullback back. Right, right yeah. up the gut. Bro, nobody covered it. It's so, it's so much bullshit. Nobody sees that, but still. Yeah, and let alone. I just you know, hated what? that we ran it. Yeah. We only ran, literally, I think that was the only game we ran that shit. That played terrible, bro. Hey, that was a nah, special play. That was a special right, play. Go ahead, nigga. Nah, hold on. <laughs> he, got, he got us a little bit. Hey, I was waiting this shit. I'm like, all right, here we go. Oh, fuck, that ain't it. All right, we got it. We're good. Go ahead, go ahead. Hey, man. Shout out to Sap, bro. He's still the smartest person I know. He told us to use Anchor for the podcast. Uh, but since we got the music playing, and I'm feeling like I'm, I'm in a playoff game, got my Jordans on, got my bull shorts on. I ain't got no Bulls jersey. I'm just a little stuffy for me. But um, Last Dance, man, 10-part series talking about the GOAT of GOATs, MJ himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Uh, I- I'm sure I'm not the only person that watched it, but them first two episodes, bro, I was glued to the TV. I just knew they was going to drop a surprise episode for me. Uh, for those that watched it, what are y'all thoughts so far? How we How we liking it? Because y'all know how I feel about it. That shit was great. <laughs> now that, that was great, man. Roy, Roy hit it on the head. Like it, it started out just like with a quick, like two minute montage highlight of the Bulls, and it was like, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. we got regular, regular listeners, bro. Montage. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, a pictorial collage. I mean, I don't know. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> it was a collage. It was a kaleidoscope of sorts. <laughs> this, this nigga regular grammar is magnificent. God, hey, I'm over here looking at Google trying to have a conversation with this nigga. Jesus, it'll be context clues. <laughs> but no, but it almost reminds you of like why you like love basketball to begin with. At least for somebody, I think in our age bracket, like that was the first basketball that we would have seen. Like that 90s, 91 through 96 Bulls. You know, that's when I guess we were first really in consciousness. And, you know, just like hearing the music and seeing just the highlights is like, yo, this this shit is like, it's just, it just like was a lot of nostalgia. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was dope. But I, I love the behind the curtains. But what, what else y'all think? I agree with you. That was, that was it for me. Like, that's what started basketball. Everybody wanted to be like Mike. And then Space Jam was the best movie ever for a facts. long time. Big facts. <laughs> hey, what's crazy is I never realized where the character of that coach came from for the other team. But then I'm seeing the owner or the GM for the Bulls. And I feel yeah. like that was really supposed to be him. Very, very similar. Super similar. Very similar. It's a striking resemblance. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he, he was like, uh, man, I, don't, I don't need you. He, like, he, I remember in the movie, they was like, I don't need y'all. <laughs> I don't need y'all. I'll go out there and get another set of players. Mm-hmm. Sounds sounds like uh, organizations win championships. <laughs> and then there. Shoot, the only thing I didn't like about it was the people. Social media, of course. All these people do. talking about how shitty uh, 
Scotty Pippen's contract was, bro. I was just getting mad. I had to just stop scrolling because I couldn't. I couldn't fight every battle trying to defend the contract. But I'm sitting there like, bro. Defend athletes when they wrong, boy. I was about to say, damn, why you ain't defend the athlete? That's your thing. <laughs> what you mean? Was he was Scotty wrong? I don't know. I ain't watching. I thought he was right. Oh, I thought he was right. But I, you know, what I'm saying we'll talk about that later. That's I got a topic for that in the coming weeks. Because because. Yeah, yeah. Certain people always want the want management and ownership to dictate Uh-oh. how to act. Oh, oh, it's gonna be. Oh, they're gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. Put that in those no, now. It's, it's not even about that. It's more about as a as a black man. Uh, Hold on, stop. Save it for the, the time. Save for the notes. We, we, we talk. We, we, we talk about. We talk about Michael Jordan. Let me, get, let me right. get my people off real quick. Then, damn. Certain people are cool with grown ass men complaining about contractual stuff on uh, on social media like that's gonna change something. Certain people. Certain people hate that when people have a platform and they use it, they get mad about it. But then other people that don't use it, they tell them they don't talk about it so they can't support them. I'm confused. Well, I, think, I think we'll hear those certain people speak on that next week. Yeah, but, uh, back, to, but back to the Last Dance parts one and two review. <laughs> uh, how did how did y'all, uh, Cal, did you watch it? No. You didn't watch it? SP? Reality show. I didn't know Shaq had a reality show on TNT. SP, you uh uh yeah, I did. I actually caught up on it uh yesterday, caught up on the second episode. Um yeah, Jordan lying like a motherfucker when he talking about uh he didn't participate <laughs> in the parties going on in the hotel. Oh word. <laughs> I feel like he I feel like he on this bullshit with that one. And no pun he intended. Got, he got one of his old team facts. Got one of his old teammates to uh, follow up for him. So, you know, that he uh, his favorite drink was uh orange juice and seven up. <laughs> so you're saying that Mike Mike saw that cocaine and pinballs and said, I'm gonna go back to my pinball machine. No, 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 Michael Jordan that we know now, the alcoholic cigar smoking Michael Jordan. We know good and damn well he was in there getting down with everybody else. He just left. No, no, I think nah, I think he walked away that first time. He was a country boy from North Carolina. Maybe the first time. After after that first the worst ones when they get exposed. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he walked he had enough self-control to walk away his rookie year. But after that rookie year, and he became a little famous, Booker Sugar. Then he got his mind right. <laughs> Booker Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is this nigga, straight, this nigga eyes don't look like uh, like he done been doing some stuff, man. Hey, straight out the anatomical snuff box, which y'all know about that. Besides that, <laughs> shit, I, I was about to say you talking to Sap with that one. Hey, man, we we do drugs of abuse work in my lab. Huh? What, but, I do drugs in your lab. What? Yeah, yeah, we could talk about that another day. But the thing is, one thing I thought was dope was it really showed why Mike was so great, man. Like, I don't know if y'all peeped that, but just kind of the, the upbringing, how his people were, uh, how great he was, like in at North Carolina, because his freshman season gets highlighted, you know, as like the pinnacle of like Jordan, like that shot and all that. But like, he just kept getting better and better each year. Like, it was like he was the man, like, seriously. True, true. Yeah, he is the hey, better. I, I definitely, I mean, I, I kind of came into it with that conclusion, but I definitely left with that, at least for the first two episodes, that confirmation. That uh, especially had. his rookie year when he was like, hey, man, we can still win this game. And he like the youngest person on the team. They're like, all right, well, you don't go for it. And he won the game. And everybody's like, yo, you the man. <laughs> like, you, you're you going to be the, the primary guy. Like, you are the best person on this team, this team. You know, twenty-year-old Michael Jordan, twenty-one-year-old Michael Jordan. When he was restricted to the seven minutes and was wilding, 
Bruh, that shit is crazy. <laughs> Most so crack kids it, are superior athletes, though. Say so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so I'm here running four twos. I'm about to say, jumping so, over fences like hurdles. So, so, so would somebody say that his, his attitude uh, made him great? Hey, man. That man came. His attitude was so much that ownership didn't want to fuck with him. <laughs> they didn't want to right. get on uh, Jordan's bad side. But that that also leads to the fact that, like, you know, everybody, like, the idea going in and even some interview that he did or some quote that somebody had that went viral was, oh, oh, Jordan Jordan is uh, worried that the documentary will make people change their opinion of him, you know, make him seem like a bad guy. Uh, but I think we all grew up knowing that Jordan was at least mean to his, uh, you know, he was a tough dude on the court in practice, possibly fighting teammates. And, you know, now we see kind of the Jordan trash talk, but... You know, that just kind of sparked an idea. You know, it's all coming from kind of athletic backgrounds and trying to excel in our own professions. Is like, do you have to be mean in order to be great at what you do or what you're doing? I don't think so. I mean, everybody's different. You might have to have, in in certain situations, you might have to have like a little edge to you depending on what you're doing. But overall, I mean, you you don't have to be, talking shit and, and trying to fight and being being that guy to be great at whatever you're doing. It's just it just he was that's just who he was. So that's just how it came out naturally. Yeah, leadership is based off personality and that nigga seems like a typical type A personality. So, you know, those niggas are usually the aggressive ones. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like yeah. You don't have to have it, like you were saying, it's based off the person and the situation. Um, in a business type thing where it's not, let's say, necessarily a high pressure situation, you'll probably be a little bit more laid back because you don't want to amplify things that don't need to be amplified, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's all based on the person. I Makes honestly it. think that, uh, uh, actually, I think that. Um, it depends on your perspective for real because let's say I think people in general confuse or, or just like they think of being like like they confuse honesty with being mean you know what I'm saying like oh you're you're so mean because I said something that's the truth about you you know Sometimes. so I think I think uh, Jordan might have been like just an honest type person especially in the moment to try to you know get something from you for real. Even with that, it's still a uh, it's still a how about you go how you go about it because you can scream at me and tell me that I'm trash or I'm, I'm bullshitting, or you can be like, hey man, come on, stop bullshitting. Like it de- really depends on how you do it. So that all boils back to me personality wise because the same thing can be said. Just like we was talking about um, a couple of weeks ago, Matt Patricia, like him saying, "Yo, stop sucking dude dick." He could have said it as, "Yo, stop sucking dude's dick," instead of, "Hey, you're sucking his dick." You know what I mean? No, so it's kind of no, like, there's no way you can say that. No, no you definitely but, can get you can no, definitely Patricia, get away with Patricia. Patricia couldn't have said that. That would have had to be one of his. Boys well, not him. You, you know what I mean, though. Like that phrase yeah, yeah, could have yeah. been said differently and would have came off completely different. Yeah, yeah. So it's all about how you kind yeah, of say things. It, it, a lot of it, a lot of it depends on, like you said, that and who is coming from. Because one person could say something to you, and another person could say something to you, and you have a totally different reaction because of yeah, the person. So, yeah. like the the leadership role and 
do you have to particularly be mean? It just, it just like I said, we were all saying the same thing. It just all depends on the person. You can, you can lead by if you're just a quiet person. You just, you just like I guess you would say Kawhi. I don't know what type of leader he is, but like he's that typical. He's just quiet kind of sort of. So, but he, I'm sure he's a leader on the team as when he's uh, not resting on the bench. So seems like he's a leader by example type. Yeah, like you lead by example. He might say some little, some same things here and there. And behind hey, the come on, guys, let's get, let's let's get back and play defense. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's like those type of things. Him, that's what he do. So you you expect that from him. So when he say something, you listen. Compared to like the cats that be like over the top, over dramatic and shit like that. And it's it's like if you cool with him, then you understand because you know. Them. But then like if you coming on the team, let's say you coming on the team your freshman year. And cat and some random random dude that might be a junior or senior come at you wild and you like, bro, what the fuck? But then you've been on the team and now you know him and it's like, oh, all right, it's, he's this type of nigga. So you understand where he's coming from. You can put his what he's saying into context, whether it's he like coming at me or he's just trying to. That's just how he is as far as like, like get your shit together type situations. I guess you would say. Yeah, and, and the crazy thing about it, um, not even I got a question for y'all. Oh. No, 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 more inclined to to listen and be receptive to like a that Jordan style leadership and even kind of give some of that off, you know, when I'm put in a position, at least today, you know, because I feel like if we cut through some of the bullshit, we can just get to what we need to do. And, you know, if we can find a nice way of saying it, you know, let's do that. But otherwise, like, hey, man, you know, let's stop bullshitting and let's get to doing what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I, I'm more like direct. In your yeah, face, just, honest. Yeah, it depends because we all uh, went through Newsom, so we know what type of person he was. Ooh, but Newsom with two was But see, <laughs> you saw two teams. But he was that type of he was that type of guy. He won't like outside of football, he was fine. He won't no issues, but, but like he, in practice, he he turned on that that coaching mode. He was on your neck constantly. Shit, the nigga threw me in the woods one time. So that's you, what you, but you gotta have that like mentality of Understanding, like I said, it just it, for me anyway. It depends on but, who the person is. For like Newsom, I knew Newsom, who he was. Go ahead. He wasn't overt with it though. Newsom was still screaming off at you, but he was still chill. He won't like coach man. Nah, I don't think I could be a DB. I don't think I could be a DB because I'm not gonna have this old dude screaming at me, calling me all different types of sorry. I, like I just, as a person, I don't like that. Like it doesn't make me work better. It just pisses me off, right? But Newsom, he will probably say things worse to you than Coach Man would say. But it's chill and effective. Newsom was different. He'll say that to you, but then at the same time, yeah. token, he'll come back and talk to you and have a conversation like what you were doing wrong or trying to help you. Yeah. Like, I, I was trying and, to, and, basically, yeah. I'm trying to help your scary ass type situations. <laughs> I'm trying to, look, they were talking, talking about trying to play your ass if you, if you made two plays, but your dumb ass don't want to make plays. Yeah, but then he'll help you in that situation. Off. And you, <laughs> you, you'll come out of it. Coach Man wasn't doing it. He was just going to talk his shit and then yeah. go and tell Coach Smith something. Yeah, coach. Coach Man would make a show out of it, but Newsom would actually would say it to you, so you got the, so you heard like he would say it to it's you, not to everybody. Newsom. Yeah, Newsom yeah. was like he, Newsom was like that dad that like beat you in public, but it it you, won't. Don't nobody see the hits. Yeah, not even that. <laughs> just, 
you looked at it and you was like, damn, he probably deserved that compared to Coach Man, who, who would be like yelling and, and being dramatic and shit. Why are you 13 do- feet away from me? You need I'm to be six do- feet away. I'm not doing this for for the reasons you think. Like, the, 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 that's the dumb shit that he would do, but that's not the point. Overall, it depends, but it's crazy we, you brought that up, Cal. I was talking to somebody at work the other day about how uh, different leaderships, like how people react, and I, could, I was saying I can tell the people that played sports in high school compared to the people that didn't. Because the people that played sports, when somebody kind of coming, not coming at them sideways, but being a little more aggressive in there, what you need to do, folks that play sports understand that. We, we've all yeah, been through just, that with coaches. So it's kind of like, all right, cool, I, I get it. You may not like it coming from a, a specific individual, but you're not going to fold under pressure. Like, if something goes sideways. It's like, all right, man, yeah, you better yeah. In your mind, you mumble like, man, you better. Yeah. Oh, but, but, <laughs> I can, but the folks that didn't play sports, I could clearly see that because when somebody come at them, they – Crumble it, Eric. I don't. I don't. I don't feel you should talk to me that way, Eric. Yeah, it's like an immediate, it's unacceptable in the workplace. It's, a, it's an immediate <laughs> breakdown. Like they just yeah. fold, and it's like when yeah, get, I know for a fact you didn't play sports. When they get real defensive, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm just doing what I was told to do, Eric. Like no, no, no. When he when he talks to you that way, that means shut up and actually just work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's funny because I, I can see that a lot. Like with the people people I work with. So another question then: What type of leaders do y'all think y'all are? Cause I got to take on all y'all, but well, how do y'all feel about yourself? Straight up, uh, for me anyway, I I kind of just I don't know. I'm I'm in that that soft spoken side of things. I don't really you know y'all know y'all know me, but in the same token, I know a lot of times like explaining stuff to people and like advice and shit like that is is more of the the real world Matter. side of things. Like this is like I I ain't like Sat was saying. You kind of cutting. Cutting the cutting the bull out and just being straightforward towards trying to like save people's feelings and whatnot. Because at the end, of, wow, I just realized something. Um, yeah, they uh, <laughs> no, so, no, I was looking at the wall and the and the Verizon dude put up the little wire hiders, but he put one upside down and I could see it. But that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, it's just, like you said, just just being straightforward. Just, just being straightforward and like, hey, man, if, if this was what it is, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. But in the same token, for me, because I, I think about this a lot, especially now, because with the whole Corona stuff going on, it's a lot of hostility and stuff towards a lot of companies' managements as far as how they're handling situations. So it's kind of like you, you got to look out for your people. So that's one of my my things that I always say: look out for your people. Anybody above you, manage, managerial wise, they. They can fend for themselves, but look out for your people. And that's kind of that's kind of what I try to do is look out yeah, for my yeah. folk. But at the same time, being being straightforward, I ain't gonna bullshit you. I ain't gonna give you the run around as far as doing an answer. If I know the answer, I'm gonna tell you. And this is what it is. I don't know. I'm not gonna pretend like I know because we all we are and had bosses that that do that. They act like they know the answer, but they don't know two square parts. I asked you because I knew. <laughs> But yeah, trying to see what your mind was on. Yeah, that's where. What type of leader are you? Uh-oh. Oh my bad, my bad. If I had a job and I was employed and I managed people on a regular basis, I'd like to think that I'm a pretty straightforward leader. Um, but nah, it's like I'm fucking around. My current job is my upper management. They get you after a, it a little bit. You got a job? If I had one. Oh, okay. Right, if cool. I had a current job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. upper management they get after it a little bit so I kind of I kind of um hypothetically kind of just go in and make sure everybody cool it's weird being the football guy with the company 
that I'm not the aggressive one, but I'm really laid back. Um, you the I'm good cop, bro. Talk, yeah, but when I talk to you, I'm telling you, it's more of a when if I'm talking to you, you should listen because I'm not talking to you unless I have to. So when I do call you or when I do come around, listen because I'm giving you some advice that's probably gonna save your ass. But then one thing I um I read Mike Tomlin book and one thing he I took from that long time ago that I always will apply to everything in my life. Um, you'll treat everybody fairly, but you won't treat everybody the same. So I kind of take that's that. That's why AB got mad. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I try not to. I try to take that approach. Like I got, if I was working hypothetically, there's some people that I got to be a little more aggressive with. I got to get them to they where they got to go. But then there's some people I know can't handle that, so I got to baby him along. Still, because at the end of the day, I just got to accomplish a goal. Because if I had a boss, whenever he asked me, he just want the bottom line to write. He don't care how I get to it if I had a job. That's hey, that, that what you said there was big. Certain people, you got to learn how to talk to certain people. Not for you, but for them. Because like, we, like we've been saying, if you come at somebody a little more aggressive, Next thing you know, they didn't fold it. They're not going to get whatever goal accomplished or objective accomplished. So you may have to come to certain people kind of like, hey, man, I need you to do such and such. Or, hey, you forgot to do this last week. Can you uh, knock that out for me? Was it whatever? But there's some people you come at, man, what the, what the hell, bro? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I told you to do this. You can kind of come at them a little, a, little, a little more aggressive because they'll understand that compared to you kind of like babying them. And if they get babied, they just they don't even care. They just kind of just like, oh, all right, whatever. Yep. But, that's, you, but that's oh, all man. if you had it. That's all hypothetically if you had if you, you had, had a job. job. Yeah. yeah, if I had a job. And it's just and I feel like that's the problem in the workplace today. A lot of people get put in management positions, but they just don't know how to lead people. Lord knows. You, you hey, don't that's have to like because even if I had a job in the situation I'm in, there's no way that Alejandro, I'm gonna say Alejandro would be me if I had a job knows the business better than some of the people that have been doing it for 20 years. But I, Alejandro has been with the company for two years and he just happens to know, you know, how to manage people. So Alejandro in the hypothesis, a subsiding with B, I'm trying to act like sap here, uh, would, uh, would know how to deal with people. And that goes further than anything because Alejandro's team is outperforming a lot of the other areas but it's not because Alejandro knows more. He just knows how to get the most out of the people he has. Alejandro sounds like a bang-up guy, man. Uh, man, if I if I could shake Alejandro's hand, I would. Behind, behind, behind the back handshake. Well, yeah. I would <laughs> social distancing right now. Yeah, yeah. Elbow, elbow, elbow. SP, what type of leader? <laughs> what type of leader are you, SP? Um, I'm extremely flexible. Uh kind of piggyback on a lot of the things that y'all said and I was going to say this about uh, the whole being mean to be great thing um, at least one thing that I, I picked up on in business school that I really didn't have a full grip on in my adolescence as well as like becoming an adult life at to that point was emotional intelligence it's one of the most underrated things I personally think when it comes to education that's out there because in order to maneuver around society in this world, you have to understand how people think, but you also have to understand what makes people tick. Because, I mean, it could be the, the easiest thing 
or the the simplest thing that you do when it comes to closing a deal, when it comes to, you know, that job interview and you putting yourself above that other person. Um, and it comes down to knowing that person that you're communicating with and catching that vibe and understanding how to proceed um, moving forward. And a lot of people, like y'all said, get put in leadership roles and really have minimal to zero emotional intelligence. So they have the the content knowledge and uh, a lot of times maybe even the understanding of how the business works. But if you can't communicate with the people that are that are doing the jobs that you're supposed to be managing in an efficient way, and that's understanding the different personas and personalities that they possess and how to best uh, or get the most effectiveness out of them, um, then you're going to fail ultimately. Or you're going to basically uh get by at at the most um you'll never get the most out of those people and most of the time you'll end up blaming them when in reality i mean you have to take a lot of that accountability you are the manager at the end of the day but um yeah i i think a lot of times um and kind of going back on that original mean to be great uh I think it's looked at as mean to people who aren't necessarily as passionate or in it as, um, yeah, I guess as passionately as you, as you are. But because I, I feel like personally, in order to reach like high levels of success like that, you have to be, I feel like, and this may not be the right th- term, but selfish to a point um, where you're focused on the goal and your approach um, in doing that can rub people the wrong way. So Yeah, and I think that also in that it's like having a, a expectation of somebody that they might not have for themselves. So kind of that yeah. gap between what they expect and what you expect can be, you know, it can be perceived in different ways that could be uncomfortable of like, is this going to be me or is this going to be me trying to uh, sauce you up in and like kind of like uh, kind of massage you into this or you know are we just gonna like hey man let's take this plunge let's do it I mean like it's it just depends on your own strategy there but like that that gap between somebody's expectation who you have to manage or lead and your expectation it's like how do you manage that gap and sometimes that can seem you know just the fact that you have a higher expectation of them can be you know just um uncomfortable which they might perceive as mean because you know being uncomfortable is a mean position for them to be in what type of leader you think you are Vincent say something um no I think he just kind of talked but I don't think he actually said what type of yeah I mean just like for real kind of similar to SP I try to be flexible but at the same time I also try to like I know when it comes to being a leader like you need to, as if you are the designated leader, like officially or even unofficially, like you have to have some type of like vision. So I try to set forth a vision and a goal for us to all collectively work towards. And, you know, even like, like say, let, let, like I realize I'm more of a macro person of like, hey, man, we just need to get to this point, whether it's uh, and I try not to focus too much on the details, uh, like on the initial stage of doing things. So. You know, I just try to like find out what's the best way to get us to from point A to point B, ultimately to Z. 
and definitely using emotional intelligence because you know you can't come at everybody the same way and sometimes you can't even say what you feel or what you think you just got to like gauge like who this person is how might they respond and how do I make sure I keep them on my side you know or if you realize you don't need them it's like hey man you can keep it honest so y'all can keep it rolling so you know it just it just depends man on what what's called for in that situation true true uh Mr. Roberts the floor is yours not a leader at all. Oof. No, I'm joking. Um, I think um, <laughs> think I lead hey, more so. Hey, hey, Kyle, you see how everybody got unmuted when it was your turn? Because y'all want to laugh and joke? Because everybody y'all can't ever be serious? Everybody ready. Be talking about. <laughs> ready to joke, right? But no, well, I mean, okay. I, I know a group of people you lead, but. For real though, I've never, I've never, I've never heard anybody get out of line. Just hey, go, ahead, bro. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, nah, Look, this is what SP talking about, man. Hey, you trying to be serious? Like, now I think I lead more so uh, by example and by building relationships. Yeah, because. I, all right, man. <laughs> this nigga Roy. But no, I think I leave more by example as far as like what Sap was saying. Like, if we got something to do, I'm more so trying to be in the trenches with you versus just telling you what to do because I hate when people tell me what to do without actually either either never done it before or know how to do it. So I try to lead by the example if I can. Um, and also, I take I take pride in building relationships with people that I'm put before as a leader because I hate being a leader. If you make me do it, I'm gonna pretty. I'm gonna pretty much make sure that I have relationships with everybody, so I can know how they react to certain things and can treat everybody. You know, how it they makes it. It makes it. It makes it easier. Yeah, because I like situation at work. Like I didn't really want to be the like. You don't gotta drop your job title, bro. Something. Yeah, it, whatever. So it, it's not even a job title. It's, it's something. Nah, I wish, but no, I didn't really want to do what you know, my supervisor had me do, but at the same time, he was telling me the reason why he did that is because I'm always the one that's trying to keep stuff live. Like, if niggas ain't talking, I'm the one that's like, hey, everybody, like, making jokes. And I try to, you know, be the nigga that Break the ice. keeps the morale up. Yeah, I try to keep the morale up. You're, you're I, you Mr. Know, Good Morning. <laughs> I am. Like, on surreal. Like, you would probably not think that if you didn't know me, but yeah. I, I'm literally the Hey, good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? I'm, I'm cracking jokes. I see somebody looking sad or something like that. So I try to do a person. I try to build relationships and lead by example. This um, a whole, this a, hey, Roy, this a whole nother nigga. He talking about. Hey, listen, I'm talking. This this must be Kyle Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a whole totally different person that I that I know. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. So, <laughs> what do y'all think outside of the jokes, Roy? What do y'all <laughs> think? What do I think? I tell what I, I said outside I've of the jokes. Outside of the jokes. No, I said, I, that was serious though. I've, the, the people you lead, I've never seen get out of line. Never heard people. Niggas trying to be serious out here. What, you, what you're saying? Uh, yeah, the lead by example part. I would agree with that. That's that's your your mo. Yeah, that's and I, and I can appreciate what you said, which kind of just kind of circles back to what Jordan said in the doc is that you know he never asks anybody to do something he's not willing to do. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I I don't respect that. Yeah, we got we've all like I said we all been in those situations where we got people like at, at work asking you to do something that either a they can do or b they're just passing it off because they don't want to do it. It's one thing when you you know 
I need you to do X, Y, and Z because I'm doing A, B, and C compared to I need you to do X, Y, and Z solely because I don't want to do it. Yeah. Those yeah. type of situations, it's kind of like, man, like, especially when it's not <laughs> when it's not your job. Like, that's, I'm doing something for you that's, that you're supposed to do. I call it passing the buck. Yeah, that's all. Mm-hmm. Pass, passing up, passing along responsibilities and whatnot from a to make you look good for a managerial side. But it's like, bro, that ain't even, that ain't even what I'm supposed to be doing. But in the same token, uh, kind of what Kyle was saying, I I don't have no problem with doing most things at work as far as like work goes. But don't don't be on don't do the bullshit side of it as far as like because you don't want to do it or. It's an inconvenience to you at the time, type situations. Yeah, there's there's definitely a, a difference between uh, passing the buck and delegating tasks. Because you know, one person can't do everything, but one person does have to try to uh, get make sure things get done. And you know, like you said, you know, you can't just be putting your work on somebody else and, and expect it to get done just to take that credit. Because I've seen that happen, not personally, but more often than you know, you would expect. Yeah, it's all, it's almost sure. like you gotta like you just gotta like lead by example and be the first person to do something to get things started going. Maybe. Yeah, kind of like Birdman with this, uh, you know, paying okay. rent. No, I actually crossed. I, I actually hit a a one two <laughs> crossover on that and and jump to the next one, but it's all good. Uh, okay. <laughs> what happened okay. to that boy? I don't know. I ain't, I, I don't know. I figured that. That was kind of like a D-Way LeBron type thing. He threw the ball up, but they know who was going to dunk it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, I won't even pull. I won't even try to pass it to you for real. <laughs> That's uh, what he said. Was, yeah, that what he said. That's crazy. Nah, hey, no, but, but uh, Birdman, like, this is this is crazy because Q always would be the one. I don't know. All these famous people ain't out here trying to get a money way to help people out. All these niggas want to do is raise money. But Birdman is actually out here. You know, everybody knows him as being a shyster. But... He out here saying that he wants to, uh, you know, pay rent for people in his uptown neighborhood from New Orleans. Um, and he put in parentheses, those who really need it. Um, so, a.k.a. not everybody. But he's actually uh, forking up a month's worth of rent for uh, people in his old neighborhood. So, um, kind of back to what I was saying about Q. What's your take on Birdman actually being the one that's responsible to try to put money into people's pocket and pay their rent and things versus trying to raise it? And, you know, on a Diddy type thing where... He has the money, but he'd rather raise money. It's a tax write-off, bro. Yeah, but even still. Either it's, way, it's still coming from it's, him, though. Yeah, it's better It's better seeing it this way, when it's coming out your pocket, when it's your money, compared to the J.J. Watts of the world. Who <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Nah, 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 nah. No J.J. slander allowed on SP's watch. <laughs> <laughs> no. You must be thinking for me, because I never said that. I'm, hey, you know what? We haven't done this in a while. This is SP's conscious speaking. Oh, oh okay. And, All right, let us know. Listen, <laughs> SP's conscious speaking. He will never allow anyone to talk bad about JJ. You know, uh, SP's conscious really thinks that that Bill O'Brien is a hell of a coach, but because he just doesn't make rational decisions, you know, sometimes the powder gets in his way, but he still supports JJ at all costs. Because when the floods tried to wipe Houston away, JJ saved Houston. This is SP's Conscious Speaking. He'll be back uh, episode three or 64. See you next week. Wow, we played this one. <laughs> so, uh, but no, like, this, like, it's different when you when somebody's giving you money, like, out of their pocket compared to 
me at, like me going around collecting money to give to you. It just it's more, people it's almost may like not even have it. Yeah, it's almost like it's just more personable per per se. That is coming out. It's like this is my money. I earned this money, and I'm giving this money to you, not expecting you to give it back. I don't. I don't need anything like that compared to you going around door to door. Hey, can I get five dollars for such and such, <laughs> such and such? And it, it's just different. I don't know. It's it's a good this move, is though. Brian, this is Brian Williams, not Birdman. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good move. Like you said, he uh, it's also it's also like a little a little plus for him being that the whole Lil Wayne situation and and just all his all his money situations that he's had over the years as far as skimming not skimming but uh uh not giving people money and not paying people and all that type of stuff. So it kind of that that allegedly. kind of looks yeah allegedly that kind of looks good on that note too. So it's a little bit in there, but overall it's it's solid. I like I like the move. Government ain't gonna do it, so this is true. Anybody else? Yeah, it's a solid move. I respect it. Look at Burnman any different? Uh, I'm still skipping this his his verses on songs. That ain't gonna change. Oh, can you pay the, can you pay <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get at. You have to have to have to be able to separate the person from the music. Birdman can do this a thousand times. I'm still skipping his damn verse. I, he had one five verse. Was that, was that NBA Youngboy song? Oh, you lost oh, that's NBA Youngboy. That's something that's that's new. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a new song. Uh, I, ain't, I ain't never heard that. He said he was, was a little baby. He had a verse on somebody's shit that was five. Either way, it's still new. Hey man, speak it on them NBA My young boys. Yeah, somebody do a, a live from half court on off the bench. Somebody do a live off the bench. Yeah. Young boy. Damn. No, Jesus. hey, no, uh, no R. Kelly, the NBA trying to get these young boys. He went left. That's Michael wow. Jackson, not R. Kelly. Wow. That's Michael Kelly, Jackson there. He messed with little boys. And on yeah. that note, fellas, uh, we'd like to thank y'all for tuning in to episode six <laughs> in the clutch. So let, let's, let's reverse that real quick. Let's reverse that real quick. Speaking of the NBA young boys, what did you say y'all uh, said? Hey man, I think they're making a new path for the for the <laughs> high school. <laughs> All right, let's cut to the boot. Let's cut to the boot. Yeah, yeah, NBA yeah. is starting a new program called the NBA uh NBA slash G League uh pathway. And basically, it's a program for the elite high school athletes. Um, instead of going straight to college and pretty much fl- like floundering six months being in college for, you know, basketball only, going to classes and cheating and all that stuff, they're basically starting up a program where they're paying young uh, elite players. That's the key word to this whole thing, elite. So you're not going to be trash and be accepted to this program. But basically, it's a program where they're paying young players to be on an elite team. It's not going to be your typical G League um, team where you're struggling and you're getting paid like 60000 These kids are starting out with at least six figures. Um, the guy that started this whole thing is Jalen Green, who's the number one player right now. Uh, it's projected that his deal is going to be a little bit more than uh, $500,000. Um, but they have options for you to go to school. Uh, if you want to go to school, you can do online classes. Um, but the program is more so catered to you being um, – being able to adjust to the NBA, uh, NBA system the next year, basically. They're teaching you about business. Uh, they're teaching you about money management. Um, they're teaching you uh, – they're going to try to 
schedule games and things so it can be close as possible to the NBA games. Um, and the cool thing about this whole program is that your your rights aren't owned by a specific team, so it's not like you're getting picked up by uh, the Bucks and then you play for a G League affiliate team and then go to the Bucks. Like you literally are on an AAU elite team type thing, and then you can enter into the draft. So it's kind of like that middle pathway of not going to college but still getting paid um, and learning the system basically. And they'll be playing against G League teams, so actual G League teams. And another interesting part is they they're requesting like some NBA veterans retirees who might be willing to come play on the squad with the guys, so that mm-hmm. they so that way they can they're not playing like with other like hungry guys who are older more mature uh, yeah. in the G League, but they're actually just playing with their peers and some older dudes who are going to be mentors to them. So I thought that was pretty uh, nice touch that the NBA could could offer that these other professional leagues can't. And LeVar Ball started this, by the way. His idea is – I'm going to say he started it. I'm, I'm, sure I'm, sure I'm sure somebody's put this out there way before Ball did. But in recent memory, this is the, the idea of what he was trying to do. He just couldn't do it for various reasons. But Of course, is, he can't fight the mob and win. It's a, it's a solid move. The NCAA right now is punching air like uh, – like uh, damn, Cuban boy, Jr. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cuban Jr. and the boys in the hood. Yeah, yeah, they, they NCAA punch the air right now because it ain't nothing. I don't think there's nothing they can do about it. So they're gonna lose a lot of, a lot of big name cats that don't hey, really. Have, have not, though, because it's, it's selective though. That's the thing. It's selective. Yeah, but, but they're gonna but always the select is, those top ten. If that top, if you top ten, top twenty, and you trying to skip college and go to that, they they gonna select you. Now they ain't taking the, the number four hundred some person, but as far as that top ten, top twenty. Anybody in there? They they probably taking them easy. Yeah, that that this this uh, G League money is gonna be better than that NCAA money any day. Yeah, exactly. So you getting hey, you getting actual giving people you, too much time to think. That too, <laughs> Nigga, yep. niggas are starting to put, niggas is really making making good use of this time. Like, hey, I can go do this, and I ain't even got to worry about doing through that, going to class, all that bull. Especially when you yep. know you. A one year guy, maybe a two year guy at the most. You you can just go and get paid, and then now you don't have to go overseas to do this. You can just do. I this. was just about to say the in, biggest in, they, in America. Yeah, that was about that was the biggest thing they said. They said they were trying to um because the the was the NDBL whatever whoever uh another ball player. Yeah, I'm sure that was they paying people. They they paying dudes. So yeah. they was trying to say. For one, it's more of a convenience for us not to send people over to Australia to recruit. I meant to recruit to scout. Yeah. So we're trying to get everything back to the U.S. So them being lazy actually helped out. That's true. I mean, me personally, I'm kind of like Q in a sense, or maybe it's Cal, one of y'all. I know I ain't really trying to leave the United States for no prolonged oh, that, period of time. That was both of us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're the same person, Seth. <laughs> you know, I'm with Q Cal on this one. Like, I ain't really trying to. I ain't trying to leave the United States. So any opportunity I have just to, you know, play and stay home, stay here, I'm doing that. You get to play in front of your family, let alone you get to make money because we all know a lot of cats be in situations where they got to provide. And that's what be hurting hurting people a lot of times, especially like athletes. They got to provide for their family because they live in situations and whatnot. So being able to, to get to this point and go straight to uh, making some money, kind of like old boy that went to the XFL that we was talking about a couple episodes ago from uh, for college football is, is like one of those type type of situations where 
skip the middleman because the NCAA, they don't care about you anyway. You're just a, a number to make them money. So if I can skip that and go straight to a league that they might care a little bit more about me, but overall you get I'm getting paid. So that's that's the, the primary focus of that situation. So I mean it's a good look. It's gonna it's gonna be a lot more individuals coming about over the next couple of years, I think, that ain't gonna necessarily be trying to go to college, especially once they start seeing like the money that's paying paid out to these guys. It's gonna be like, oh well shit, I can just do that and not even have you, to worry about going to school. But, but to that point, too, so to that yeah. point, have y'all seen the uh, the documentary on, on um on HBO? It's called uh The Scheme. Speaking I ain't of got HBO, man. I ain't watched it yet, but I heard it was good. Oh man, it's good as hell, man. You know, I ended up just watching it on accident. But it's really was my guy was detailing how money is thrown around and, and just used in basketball, uh NCAA basketball to, you know, get players to come. And it was so clear and so obvious, but, you know, still, still some of these coaches got jobs. And not that I think they should be fired, but, like, it's just ridiculous to think that, oh, this kid who's 18 went through high school or whatever, you cannot pay them to play basketball. You know, when, you know, if you were to just, if Nike were to just give a scholarship that you can use for whatever you want uh, for, you know, to to be, I don't know, to design a shoe. They can do that. That's legal. But if you're playing basketball associated with a university, it's that same thing is illegal, and you can lose and get uh, essentially the FBI to come investigate you and your family and to just, like, disrupt your life. Like, that's that's just crazy, man. You know, so I think this that documentary, this game, really just laid it out real clear, at least to me, and I think to most people who just are sensible, that ain't no reason for people to not, Get paid to play basketball as you know. Once you're outside of high school, like we all, we all, we all know where where, where it's coming from, what it's stemming from, what it what it looked like. NCAA not trying to pay these niggas to play sports. Yeah, <laughs> even though they make it all the money. <laughs> That's what it boils down to, bro. I don't care what nobody say. You can't change my mind on that. They did not. If 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 college sports was a. a, a Was an all uh, nine. If college sports was a bunch of drop, for yeah. If college sports was full of uh, maybe a bunch of white kids, and it's always like that, I I feel like it may be a different situation. But basketball, the, the top, said, I ain't paying you niggas. The top, they, those top, <laughs> the money top, makers are the, all the money, the yeah. The money making sports, football, basketball. Mm, hey, I, I don't know what the numbers is. Basketball don't make sports. I mean, money like that for real. You said what? High schoolers make hey, really money. High school, high school well, tennis Mark players. Does, but. True that. But high school tennis players make money. High school, like any other sport, like make money. If you play basketball or football, you're ineligible and your career is in the trash. So it's like. I know, think it's know. because Amen. those leagues. I don't know. I think it might be because like football and basketball. It might be racist for real, but I think it's because the, the leagues are a little bit different. Um, whereas like you can go pro because you're physically ready to go pro to play tennis in in, in high school, but you have to go play football. You have to go play. I mean, you have to go to college in order to play football in the NFL. Really, like you have to do that stuff. Yeah, NBA, no, it's, they block being, that. Being forced to go to school is one thing. I don't really, especially for football. I had no issue with that. Not too many people are ready for the league at 18, but going to college to play a sport that's pulling in billions of dollars and you get none of it and you are the actual person 
that's putting I mean, that yeah, money that's... out there. Then it's, that's where we get the whole like that's crazy. Like that's that's crazy. It's, as as Stephen A would say, asinine that <laughs> ten, eleven, you, and twelve. Yeah, that you can't get paid for your productivity. Then they try to throw out well, we give you scholarships or we we pay for your room and board. Like well, that. I, we, it, we can get into that because that's a whole other rabbit hole that we'll be talking about. Yeah, it's all BS, but if you, we can kind of close it at this. Yeah. NCAA is technically about amateurism. If you get paid to do a sport, you're not an amateur. In order to get to the NFL and the NBA, you have to, you know, spend – well, NBA, you got to spend at least one year out of high school. NFL, is it like two or three? Three. I think you got to be a junior league. Three. Three. Two so years. Three years. Three years out of high school. So yeah. the institution overall – is about being an amateur and the the leagues that you need to go to, they're not letting you in immediately. So the difference between a person who would play tennis, you can go pro whenever you're good enough. When you play golf, you can go pro whenever you're good enough. There's no numbers to say you can't go pro. Shoot, Michelle, we was like what, 14 or something like that? And she was like playing in the, uh, L- the LPGA. That sounds like LGBT. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So I I I, can, I, I get I don't agree with it, but I get the well. Hey, you got to be an amateur because that's that whole principle. They wanted people be, people to be amateurs, but at the same time, y'all are a nonprofit organization that gets billions of dollars off of the backs mm-hmm. of students, primarily mm-hmm. football and basketball players. Mm-hmm. So, if y'all nonprofit, it's, it's the crazy part about it is they making so much money, and then a student athlete get two hundred dollars from somebody, and they be ready to go there. Oh no! Even worse. Even worse. To, to make sure that you don't get that money, like like f- new tooth and nail, to oh, not allow you to get over two hundred dollars, and it's be like so. It's like it's so baffling. Like you are a millionaire, you make millions of dollars off of my bad. This is not even coaches. It's like the upper echelon. So it's the player shit. And it's like y'all y'all make this much money. Like I said, as a nonprofit organization, to come to a kid who can't eat because yeah he got a full ride scholarship but the calf closed at eight and he got to be at practice and study hall and all that other stuff and then 9 30 10 o'clock bro hungry but everything closed and he ain't got no money but no check this out though these niggas actually banned cream cheese on bagels what for student athletes at one point what 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 yeah. for real yes elaborate you, you cannot get cream cheese added on a bagel because that's pretty much Something that regular students couldn't get. Like, they actually banned it. Like, you can Google it. Because they always talk about that. Like, uh, I think Wilbon or Kornheiser, one of them, too. Anytime they talk about NCAA, they always talk about, well, the kids can't even get cream cheese on bagels. It's no longer a thing in it at, at, anymore, but you could at one point not get cream cheese on your bagel. Wow. That's crazy. What if they said you couldn't get hot sauce on your fried chicken? <laughs> well, first of all, <laughs> Soul Food Sunday, I mean, uh, fr- uh, Fried Fish Fridays, uh, that's going to happen. So, hey, so yeah, that one. Man, that's crazy. But yeah, we could, we yeah. could definitely dive into that a lot more in a, a later topic. But uh, I feel like we should wrap it up. Yeah, I mean, it's up to y'all. Show. It's up to y'all. I, it's not really a two hour show. Y'all spent about 20 minutes talking about it. Yeah, me. it's probably, we probably about to be about an hour 20. But uh, did y'all do the GIF shit? I'm sure y'all didn't because anybody sent in. No, I didn't. I didn't record it, but I got my five. Not one GIF was Not saved one by GIF. me, and Not I thought one. it was GIF. It might be. It, no, it, it can won't. go. It can, it can go either way. Yeah, it's like tomato, tomato, whatever you want. Yeah, say. the person who made it says that he he made it for GIF, but he doesn't care. <laughs> oh, so okay, it, gotcha. it, it makes yeah. it makes no never mind. But what's the story yeah. behind that, Kyle? 
The what? Who made it? I don't know. Some white guy in the nineties. Oh, okay. Well, shit, we don't got to talk about it then. So I he just... probably took it from a black guy in the seventies. Wow, unbelievable though. Yeah, it wouldn't, would not shock me by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, I mean, we can we can drop that and just I just Cal, me and you, if you got your, well, I know you got your shit. We can just like post it on the page or whatever. Word, word, word. And uh, I I really don't care to talk about Kim Jong Un outside of, well, yeah, we can talk about it real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you do want to? You can interrupt right. that joint. All right, so uh. Go ahead and try to wrap the show on up. We've been going for a little while. We're going we gonna to finish this uh, show off with a little, uh, what, North, North Korea? Yes. Yeah, North Korean news. China. Uh, <laughs> they're a supreme leader and and all the other things that he is to them. Kim Jong-un, was uh, he had surgery on something. I don't remember what it was. Heart surgery. Heart surgery, yeah. The weird part is I didn't realize this. That nigga, 36. Yeah, man. For real? Yeah. Oh shit. I had not I, I didn't think he was old, but I just I just never thought of how old he was until I, I Googled it and I seen it. I was like, wow, he's five six. He I mean, uh, fucking shit up. At 36. Thirty is thirty six. Bro, he's gonna be the supreme ruler for the next like fifty years. That's how it be. But no, you but, remember yeah. if y'all remember when his dad died, niggas was kinda uncertain, like uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's young. He's wild. Uh, yeah, because he he's ruled, race. Yeah, because he's thirty six. <laughs> he's thirty six now, and he been ruling. It's been a couple years. Twenty twelve. Yeah, so he he just fresh a couple. But years he was older the second. He he was the second in charge at a at ten years old. That's how they do, man. Yeah, he was golden child. But hey, birthrights, man. Birthright. Yeah, the hat and everything. Yeah. But no, nah, uh, he yeah he so he had heart heart surgery. You know we don't get a lot of information from North Korea as far as what's going on in there and whatnot like that because they don't they don't put out a whole lot. But uh, it was it was come to find out you see a lot of reports that he was gravely ill at one point. And you see some saying that he's okay and this that and the third. My opinion on it, which is I don't really have a whole lot, but what they should have done, they should have let him go on the table. Uh, no, nah, because they they believe I I know they I know but, so they believe yeah, yeah, that he yeah, is, but he's he's gone. Somebody with a logical brain there because there are people there with logical brains. They they should have figured out a way to finesse that because that, that's going to be the only way to get that man out of office. I don't think you can be able to assassinate him. I don't think you can be able to poison him or do anything the the normal way, quote unquote. But uh, that was their one opportunity to <laughs> try to change regimes and kind of come out of that communist state type situation and become a. A regular, uh, regular country. Like well, our show is going to be on the FBI watch list now. No, they were uh, actually encouraged. They now, yeah. Why would? Never mind. That's not the point. Yeah, that's my thing. They, they, if if they wanted to get changed, that was the time to let that man go. But yeah, twenty twenty ninety seven when he's still supreme ruler, <laughs> and and they didn't drop nukes everywhere. They're gonna be looking back to two thousand twenty, like damn coronavirus. And he had open heart surgery, and we let both of them slip by. It's wild, but no, that's all I really had to say about it, the topic. Yeah, you know they they brainwash, so they ain't, they ain't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. And that's crazy. I'm over here googling him. this. This buddy, he he really is wild. Yeah, niggas, oh. niggas. Was, I remember niggas being scared when he when he uh became a leader. Like, yo, he's probably about to try to uh, rapidly start up this nuclear program and. And try to blow stuff up. Oh, he was he was gonna do that because that's just how he is. Yeah, because his dad was like, even though nobody banged with no career besides like 
their allies. I think Iran's a guy, uh, one of their allies, something like that. But, the other terrorist police. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but they were, um, I remember people being scared, like, yo, at least his dad was doing it for so long. Even though he didn't have relationships with people, he had could, relationships with him. You could kind of, you could, with him, you could kind of figure out, you kind of knew which way he was going to go with stuff because he had a, he had a track record. He's, yeah, like he's said, not going to mess with like. Yeah, he's not he, messing with us in Canada. Yeah, for no reason. You know, you can you can you can track how he handled situations. It's like, oh, okay, more than likely, this is the route he's going to go, or he's going to go this route. Kim, like you said, he's unhinged. He's he, yeah. So you don't know what he's going to do, how he's going to react to situations. Dennis Rodman probably going through it right now. Man, but uh, hey, that's yeah. that's a little creepy that they friends. Dennis Rodman, damn near sixty. Hey, he loves basketball, though, man. Hey, he did grow up seeing the Bulls win titles, though. I get it. it that's true. Hey, you yeah, think he watching a documentary? Boy. See? He does Bobby's a rock. Man. He might be. Know. You never know, man. He might be watching a documentary. He the only hey, person in the country with ESPN. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, he the only mm. one that got the channel. So, you know, that jump flowing through the bandwidth crazy. But, uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, ESPN Plus. <laughs> <laughs> but, shit. No, nah, I don't. Hey, that, that that is what it is on that topic. I just, I, yeah. But uh, y'all got anything else? Kim Jong Un. I just thought about something we can talk about next week because uh, I want to talk about that too. Well, get us out of here, then, B. All right. And on that note, we appreciate you, uh, y'all for tuning in to episode. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 We appreciate y'all for tuning in to episode 63, Council the Clutch Podcast. Uh Sat, night intro. <laughs> Sat, uh appreciate you for turn tune uh coming back another week. You know, like I said, fitness last on your week. schedule. Yeah, we know you're busy. Busy guys, Mr. Uh, CBS and whatnot. Get, 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 his G, get his GQ uh interview coming up. Hey, just don't wear yeah. no white, don't wear no white outfit. You see how that turns out. Yeah, so, but no, we appreciate you. You know, you got a lot going on right now currently in life. But uh, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, if y'all got, I always say, if y'all got any uh, topics y'all want to discuss, especially now when ain't nobody doing nothing, y'all want to hear us ramble on for days about random situations and whatnot, let us know. Drop it in the council's uh, Instagram DMs, and the intern will get back with you. If you want to uh, be a guest on the show, because, again, you're sitting at home not doing anything, we can uh, social distance you through the computer and whatnot. If we know you, if we don't, eh, probably not going to happen. Maybe Rory might want to talk to you, but, you know, different story, different time. Shout out to Crumb. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Crazy. We, Crazy. We, Come we on, man. It. You got to hear him out first, man. We appreciate y'all, truly. Uh, 63 episodes in as far as this goes. I don't know. It was like 60. Five, six, six, or something like that total. Six, six. six, six yeah. So yeah. the consistency thing been heavy for us. We've been trying to push content even now when sports ain't sports. So we still getting y'all some stuff. Uh, unlike some podcasts, Joe Budden. Um, no, they came back. They, yeah, they uh, back. They back. They, oh, back. they back. But they they missed some weeks though. They scary. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So we trying to hit y'all with the consistency. Get y'all something to listen to, something to laugh at, some make y'all think. We brought Doctor Sap in to get some some educational. Uh, Edumacation. Yeah, get a little get a little edumacated in here and whatnot. But uh big words. Yeah. But again, like I said, appreciate y'all. Keep on tuning in. We'll be back next week, episode sixty-four. Uh yeah. And on that note, oh yeah, we can also find me a better intro because we're not doing that no more. Quit here.
And on that note, <laughs> we out. Au revoir. Yeah.